Hi, welcome to Sunday Morning Recovery Podcast, where we talk about recovery, faith, and life. I'm your host, Hector James. And first of all, I want to say thank you for choosing to check out this brand new podcast. And I also want to ask you that if you get something out of this content, please share it with someone. You know, I'm, it might sound a little bit overdramatic, but you could save somebody's life. You never know. They might hear something from this podcast um, or in this podcast that might get them thinking and maybe change their mind about relapsing today. So this is really important for me uh, that you do that. I, I would really appreciate it. And so this is officially episode number three. And in today's episode, I want to take a little bit more time. Maybe I don't, I'm not sure yet. Uh, we'll see how it goes, but um, we might take a little bit longer than the last couple of episodes, just because I want to talk about a really important topic. The topic around denial or the topic is denial. I, um, I know that this is a really hard topic. Uh, it takes years to overcome denial. In some cases, you can talk to people that are in long-term recovery and they'll tell you those, their, their personal stories about what it took to really overcome denial. And, and in today's episode, uh, we're going to talk a, a little bit about denial pre-recovery, but also denial that exists during and even post-recovery, you know, post-treatment. So is, this is interesting because a lot of times we only think about denial uh, pre-recovery, right? Um, that thing that stops me from really going into treatment or recovery. Um, but there's different levels. There's different stages of denial. And that's something I want to you know, get into in this podcast. So to start off, I, I needed to find um, you know, a good resource that was going to help me explain this to y'all. And so I went into Google, looked up denial, and I got to this website that belongs to a recovery center here in Northern California um, called Azure Acres Recovery Center. And so th th this is off of their uh, website. Um, you know, I'm, I am going to read to you a little bit about what they wrote and also, you know, chime in as the podcast progresses. But but yeah, so so they really talked about there being two types of denials, uh, type A and type B. And the type A denial, they explained it as as it's a person um, is when a person sees, understands and knows that they have a definite problem. You know, they, they, they don't have, they're not deceived by it, but when they're confronted about the problem, they flat out deny it, knowing that it's true. Um, so they plain out just lie about it, even though they know it's true. You know, they know they have an issue. They know they have a problem, but they re reject it or they deny it. That's type A denial, straight up. Type B denial, though, is a little bit trickier because it's when a person is either partially or totally blind to a problem that they have. So the person can actually believe that they don't have a problem with drinking or drugs, even though everyone around them sees that it's obvious. It's obvious, dude. <laughs> you're blacking out. You're, you're, you're acting out. You're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. You don't remember what you're doing, but you know, they just don't see it. So, um, these two types of denials are really important to, to, to know the difference between, because 
you, you don't really know. The person themselves is going to know, uh, but the type B person um, is not going to know that they have an issue. So you can't really expect them to understand what's happening because they don't see it. They actually don't see it. So it also goes down into, um, you know, these other two areas of denial. So there's an intellectual denial and a spiritual denial. The intellectual denial is usually based on a lack of understanding or or there's a difference in opinion around addiction. So either they don't know really what a you know what addiction is or they have a different definition for addiction. So for uh, for example, uh, they use the example of a young executive who drives a BMW lives in a nice condo and holds a good job with a national known electric electronic firm. He uses $200 worth of cocaine weekly and denies having a problem. He, 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 he begins to not be able to pay his bills. He loses his friends and is always borrowing money, but he doesn't acknowledge it because his definition of a drug addict is a person who sticks a needle in his arm every day and lives on skid row. So because his situation is it isn't at that level, he intellectually, he rationalizes it. He rationalizes his $200 a week addiction to cocaine. So that's an intellectual denial. In his mind, he's okay. Now, the second type of denial or the second area of denial is in the spiritual, in the inner part of the man or the woman, uh, the spiritual denial which is even more difficult to deal with because it's so hard to see and understand what uh, what this is all about. Um, in order to wake up from this, in my opinion, this is, this is me speaking, in order to wake up from this, it usually takes a moment in which God intervenes and deals with the individual directly, right? So, so um, you know, a lot of times spiritual things, when you talk about spiritual things to people, they don't get it. They don't understand. That's because spiritually they're not there. They're not awake to spiritual things or they deny it flat out. Right. So, so, you know, you can't talk about the deeper things of recovery with them because they're not there yet. So, you know, it's, it's really important to know that these areas of denial also exist. And, and, um, and I want to add in here that long-term recovery, um, does, take a level of spiritual growth okay so i'm not talking about religion i'm not talking about you know you know people have all kinds of different religions um and this is not a podcast where i'm gonna try to evangelize you into attending a specific uh, type of church right but when you first go into recovery you have to understand that you're not in control that there's a higher power, right? Um, this is the uh, a basic step part of the process in the 12 step program um, in like AA or NA. Uh, but a lot of times, if people don't even consider that area, um, their sobriety is usually temporary or or up and down, right? So um, long term recovery really demands some sort of spiritual work. And um, if somebody has any comments or, or feedback on that, I'd love to hear it. Um, but anyways, moving forward, stage one denial. Um, and then 
you know, we're going to be talking about three stages of denial. So stage one denial is when a when a person truly does not believe that they have a they have the disease of chemical addiction. So this is the person before recovery, before treatment, that they don't even think they need treatment. They don't need help. They don't need medication. They know they don't need a doctor. Right. So so these are those stubborn people that just like, you know, um, they need a medical attention. You know, like as we all probably know somebody that's elderly and, and, and they're just stubborn as heck. And they and you tell them, hey, you need to go to the doctor. Hey, you need to make an appointment. But the person, the individual so stubborn and just stuck in their ways and they refuse to go see a doctor because they refuse to accept that they have, you know, uh, some sort of illness. So this is this is similar to that, Um, you know, and 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 they may accept being addicted to a particular drug or drugs and still deny having an illness. So so they. You know, they, they might say, yeah, I drink on the weekends or I drink every day, but I don't have an addiction problem. I'm not an addict. I can stop whenever, you know, uh, they could also deny having a problem with drugs in spite of overwhelming evidence to the contrary. So their life could be falling apart. Their marriage could be falling apart. Um, they, they could be losing their jobs, but in the middle of all that, or with all that evidence to show that they have that says they have a problem, they they I said they they go ahead and deny it anyway. So that's stage one denial and overcoming stage one um, needs the person to understand about chemical dependency, and so they need to learn about addiction. They need to um, understand what addiction is. And this is accomplished through proper education. This will only produce intellectual acceptance at best though. So um, so more commonly, these people that go into recovery, once they learn about addiction and they recognize, you know what, I, you know, I am having issues with this, um, you know, they'll go through treatment, but it'll be more like compliance. You know, they'll do it because they're told to do it. It's not because they really, really deep down understand or accept so internal acceptance of chemical dependency is completely di- is, is a completely different issue. It requires a basic conversion in the belief system in the most inner part of the person. And, and, and they include in here in the spirit. So um, they recognize that there's a spiritual aspect to the person, um, and, you know, which is good. And, and they also talk about that there needs to be a basic conversion in the belief system. And that's that's deep. That's really deep right there in itself, because um, that's really what holds a lot of people back from change. So if their belief system is out of whack, if their belief system is is is, um, um, you know, it, I mean, their lifestyle really isn't going to change unless their belief system changes. So. Internal acceptance is a process. It's not an event. One cannot become, one cannot come to believe something new in the innermost self by simply willing it to happen. So, you know, coming back to the website, this is what they say, um, that it's not an event. It's a process. Um, that would be like planting a seed in the ground on Monday and expecting it to have an apple tree on, uh, on Friday. 
Once the seed has been planted, it needs time to root. It also needs proper nourishment for growth and maturity, right? So this is this is um, um, normal or part of the process. This is why it takes so long sometimes to really get it in the beginning for somebody to really go into recovery and be sober for a long time and just really accept change and accept this this new way of living and this new way of thinking this new way of 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 believing this is why it takes so long because it's it's a process it's a long process and and i'd like to you know drop in here that it's a lifelong process man um so take it easy on yourself today if you were hearing this and 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 this is speaking to you and you're struggling around this just know um that that this is a process be patient with yourself just keep walking and you know keep doing what you need to do and and um and just let it happen okay so stage two denial is when a person denies the need for ongoing sobriety support after treatment is completed so uh this represents denial of being powerless so they think they still got it uh you know what i just finished 90 days in program i got this hector you know i don't i don't need to go to meetings i don't need a, a support group um you know what i don't need a sponsor i don't need an accountability partner i'm good man i don't need a coach um i got this you know um that's a form of pride <laughs> let me tell you this that's a form of pride and and um it's dangerous you know, pride, I, I've seen it play out in my own life and in other people's life. And pride will, all, will always take down even the strongest men. So you have to be careful with that mentality. Um, it doesn't matter how long you were in program. Um, you need support. So don't be, um, you know, thinking that you can still do this on your own. You need people around you. And, and I'm being straightforward with this because um, this is the reality of, of recovery and sobriety. You know, we weren't meant to live this life alone or walk alone. You know, we're uh, creatures that God created to be in communion with other people. So accept that. Accept the help. Okay. So stage three, denial is the denial of the need to be willing to go to any length in the recovery process. So stage three denial uh, reminds me of um, people who say, you know what, uh, all, you know, all I need is is uh, 30 days in treatment or all I need is to uh, stop drinking. I don't need to stop smoking weed. Uh, uh, weed is okay. I only need to stop the drinking because it's the drinking that uh messes me up or messes with my marriage you know it's the drinking that you know that really is the problem not the weed so you know it's that type of mentality of even post recovery you know post treatment i mean where you think that you know what i don't need to change the people i hang out with i don't i don't need to um you know leave the that girl or that guy that i'm messing with you know, it's 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 not being willing to do whatever you need to do in order to stay clean and sober. So and I'll share this uh, from my personal experience that I, when I got clean over 10 years ago, I had to put my foot down 
and aggressively, aggressively stand my ground. Um, I had a friend of mine who I would drink and smoke weed with on a daily. After I came out of rehab, um, he showed up to my house with a 12 pack of beer and some weed. And I had to be aggressive towards him um, and tell him that if he ever came back to my house like that, that, you know, uh, things would get ugly. I told him, you are not you are not allowed to come to my house and like this. And and um, and I have to and I had to be aggressive about it. You know, um, I had to be aggressive with my sobriety because what was on the line was me was my life. And I understood that he wasn't gonna, he wasn't gonna be sober for me. I had to be sober for me. He he wasn't gonna continue to pay my rent. You know, I needed to pay my rent. Um, there's a limit to how much people um, you can allow people to dictate your sobriety and your life in general. So stage three really requires you to be willing to go to any length to stay clean and sober. If you don't have that, if you're in denial that you need to make those that those types of decisions, um, you're going to you're going to run into problems sooner or later. So if you're struggling with this type of denial, it's an indicator that you have other priorities that are just as or more important than the maintenance of sobriety. So it has to do with your priorities. So the commitment to sobriety may be strong. However, the commitment to its maintenance is weak. So you may want to be clean and sober for the rest of your life, but your commitment to doing what it takes to putting in the work is weak. So that's what that says. The, the third stage of denial is broken or dismantled by the constant recommitment to active participation in the recovery process. So you have to continue to recommit your life to this process of growth of, of um, and, and, and what happened in my life, you know, I started in 12 step program. I started in, in AA meetings. That's where my recovery started at age of 16. But I, I continued in my addiction until until my 30s, right until early 30, um, 29, 30 years old was when I um, got clean. But what I'm trying to say with that, it was in those in all those years, there was a form of, of denial inside of me. I was struggling with denial along the whole way. And and so that's why, you know, this topic was really important for me to share with you today because it's um, it's always there. It's always there. And it has to do with pride. It has to do with with um, um, thinking that everything revolves around me. Um, it has to do with all that. So those are usually warning signs uh, for me when I start noticing my thinking. So when I start thinking in my head or I start getting thoughts about, you know, what's important to me and, and not really thinking about what's important for my wife or what's important for the big picture. Um, and I'm putting myself in the, in the center of the universe, uh, of the universe again, um, the, those are warning signs for me. So anyways, um, hopefully this information was helpful to you. I know it was kind of much, it was kind of heavy, but you know, my, my whole, um, desire with this is for us to grow and, 
and learn. And, 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 and what I was going to say about, um, what happened that along the way, when I understood that this was a spiritual journey, a spiritual growth process, I, I, I really got, um, into my commitment with God. So it really fortified my commitment to God. So in my commitment with God and my recommitment with God every day, because I understood that I have to recommit my life to the Lord every day, every morning, I have to recommit, um, uh, my life and my decision-making to God. Right. So, so in that process, there's all also that, um, that thing of recommitting to sobriety, recommitting to, to, to being clean, to doing the best I can for those around me. So, so it, it, it encompasses all that. Um, in my personal journey, faith, uh, took a really big role in, in, in all this. Right. Um, so, oh man, it's been a journey. It's been over 10 years and I just want to give back a little bit about, you know, of what has helped me. Um, so that's the whole get down with this podcast. Hopefully, uh, you're getting something out of this and, um, we can reconnect on episode number four. Not sure what we'll share about in episode four, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, I'll see you or I'll talk to you later. All right. You take care. God bless you. Okay. Bye.